It's a striking change, the latest polling data from Pew Research. The religious nuns, N-O-N-E-S, now the largest group in the United States. And although the research didn't include Canada, that number would be higher. Checking the box, the religiously unaffiliated, a group comprised of atheists, agnostics, and those who say their religion is nothing in particular, has now reached 28%. What a change from 2007, when the number was only 16% comprising nuns. This group of nuns has now surpassed evangelical Protestants at 24%, Catholics at 23%. You may not even have heard these numbers, but you know how true they are. Surprisingly, some of these nuns believe there could be a God, but God has nothing to do with them, and they have nothing to do with Him. For those faithfuls, those believing God takes an active role in our lives through Jesus Christ. It's unsettling, but the Great Commission still our calling. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series on this Friday. Surprisingly, in a place like Cuba, a communist country with a government built on atheism, most people still believe in God. They just don't know Jesus. This is a program called A Haven of Hope for Cuba. And here with me again is David Woolen, our new president and speaker. Buenos dias, David. Uh, buenos dias, Charles, or maybe buenas tardes or buenas noches. After all, Haven Today airs around the clock, around the world on different radio stations. So for you listening today, whatever time of day or night it is, we do pray the coming half hour we get to spend together will be a blessing to you. We PM. Very good, David. And I hope as you have just become our new president that your Spanish will become better than mine. Well, we'll see, Charles. I think time's going to tell, but I do have the best of intentions. And if what I've learned about languages is right, it's about exposure and use and immersion. And thankfully, immersion is a possibility with Haven. And that's because we have a Spanish radio broadcast ministry. And that's a ministry to Cuba by the name of El Faro de Redención. We call it El Faro for short. And for any listeners this week who haven't heard some of our past programs, let me just say this ministry of El Faro is a ministry with full-time staff. They're 100% dedicated to the ministry of the word in Cuba, proclaiming the gospel. And we've said this, that this ministry is both on the air and on the ground, so to speak. It's radio airwaves and a physical presence in country. And Charles, this has been striking me as I've listened to our programs, and I think we need to explain one nuance of this. Our listeners have heard us say two different things. One, that Cuba is a closed country for most Americans, travel's restricted, we don't have easy access, most people don't go there. But at the same time, you and Danny have gone there. And you've met with our listeners, and we hold events, and we've invited our Haven listeners to come with us on some of these trips. So, Charles, how does that work? How does that work for a country that is otherwise closed for normal travel? Well, it's complicated, as they say in Cuba, as we've said earlier. It is so interesting that when you're in Cuba, you meet up with Canadians that are there on honeymoons or just week-long vacations at resorts. Uh, you also meet a lot of Europeans. But it is possible for Americans to go in the country. 
on special kinds of trips. And religious visas are one of the ways that you can get in. And that's how Danny and I have gone there to meet with listeners and hold events and teach pastors how to preach Christ and all the scriptures. Uh, It's all on the up and up. It gives El Faro the ability to do ministry there as well. We share the love of Christ in word and deed. And that's how we've also gone in with not just sharing the gospel and giving away Bibles, but working through a partner ministry, United Servants Abroad. We've helped to provide medical supplies, eyeglasses evangelism, even water systems, clean water. These are some of the ways we've been able to get in so we can go in and do kingdom work there. Hmm. which is Haven's All About Jesus Ministry in Spanish, teaching God's Word to Cubans and pointing them to Christ. Hmm. And Charles, El Faro is entirely funded from the outside. That might be obvious, but it is worth just stating it clearly that it's Haven listeners mostly who have provided for this ministry to be possible in Cuba. And there are costs associated with this, big ones. The biggest is broadcasting. Charles, you were talking about it as a blowtorch of a radio signal on an earlier program, and it beams in from the outside, covers the entire country, even some Spanish-speaking countries beyond Cuba as well. So it's a huge broadcast, and there are significant costs associated with that, but it's worth it, right? Yes, absolutely. Danny Rojas can even listen to himself in Miami, uh, where he's based. And uh, 11 states in the United States can also pick this program up uh, every day. Well, right now, we're facing a dilemma. We've had a lot of people help us out in the last few days. Thank you so much for large gifts, small gifts. But we are $150,000 behind in meeting our budget right now. So after the program, would you call us or would you go online? Would you help us with $15,000 or $10,000 or $500 or $50 by going to haventoday.org? Whatever the Lord places on your heart, haventoday.org. There you'll see where you can give on the homepage, or you can even call us at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800 800- 65 Haven. Thanks, Charles. And in a moment, we'll bring in Danny Rojas, our director and the host of El Faro. But first, let's get started with a song. It's familiar. It's sung in both English and Spanish often. Uh, In fact, I think we've even got a little bit of sound recorded in a Cuban church, recorded by El Faro. So let's kick it off. I will keep on singing 
He's from England, Mac Redman. We've had him on the program before. Did you know 10,000 Reasons is sung in Spanish in churches all over Cuba, as well as in English, all over the English-speaking world? I'm Charles Morris. Welcome to Haven Today. The program's called A Haven of Hope for Cuba. And joining me again on the program is our director and speaker of our Spanish-language program, El Falo de Redención. Danny, just welcome back and tell me how to properly say it in Spanish. Hola, mis amigos y hermanos. Well, El, El Faro de Redención stands for Lighthouse of Redemption or Redemption Lighthouse. That I get. I didn't understand everything else you said, but it sounded pretty friendly to me, Danny. <laughs> no, I was just saying hello, oh. my friend and my brother. Well, muchas gracias. <laughs> <laughs> Danny, in a moment, we're going to think more about the Great Commission. But first, I want us to have a meetup with a couple who've been to Cuba with us more than once, Rick and Beverly, uh, by way of Maine. 
Now in Virginia, welcome to the program, though, for the first time. Well, it's really, really good to be here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Well, Bev and Rick, you've been to Cuba with us more than once. You've personally ministered in there. You didn't just come as tourists or sightseers. I'm curious what that was like for you. What did you see? What did you notice regarding what the Lord was doing there? Well, actually, the first time I went was in 1959, when Castro had just uh, taken over the government. And uh, 90 days later, they closed it in March of the, the coming year. I was there in December of 59. And so when an opportunity came to go on a, a trip with Haven, uh, was 100% on board. What I saw is everything looked about the same, except it was all in decay. And that was so disappointing. And then we got into some of the churches and saw the life that was there. It was so rewarding. Yes, that I would like to add for that, because I was there in November uh, where we did a pastor's conference and also visited uh, several churches. And the enthusiasm that I saw amongst the people for the love of Jesus and to experience uh, God's word being preached, there's so much love and enthusiasm for God and uh, Jesus and God's word. Uh, That just uh, touched my heart, and I was just uh, thrilled to be able to be part of it and to see it in person. That was wonderful. Well, as you guys know, El Fado broadcasts into Cuba every day. What effect does it seem to be having in the country? Well, what I saw through El Faro being broadcast, seeing the Bible conferences, seeing what Haven has done by getting Bibles into the country, which I think it is heading for a great revival. Alfaro is very much a part of it, and I can financially support Alfaro so that it can take place. And I, at the pastor's conference, I saw Danny Roja, who's the voice of Alfaro. I saw him actually preaching at the, the several pastor's conferences. And uh, Danny, it, it, he may be from Miami, but he's like Cuban. And uh, I think that the fact that Alfaro as a person like Danny, with his love for the people and love for the gospel, uh, as the radio, uh, you know, bringing El Faro in, uh, it's opening doors. And uh, the thing that I saw was that the general re- receptivity among the people who had listened to El Faro and the camaraderie and so forth between Danny and the people in, in, in the, the churches and so forth, it was just so beautiful. Rick and Bev, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and also being part of our team with El Fado. Well, it was great to be here. Thanks for calling, Charles. Proud to be able to serve alongside you. Yes, especially the El Faro. Amen. This is Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris. Go ahead and say it, Danny. (laughs) And Danny Rojas. And we're going back to the Great Commission. On our weekday program... We looked at the simple words that Jesus spoke at the end of Matthew, just before he prepared to ascend into heaven. Go, tell, make disciples, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit, the Trinity. And then there is this final line that Jesus spoke in Matthew 28. I am with you always, even to the end of time or age. Well, Danny... Why don't we share the text one more time from Greek to English? Why don't you pick out the English translation we share today? All right. Let's do the New Living Translation. 
Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And there we go. At the very end, we reach the personal. Thank you, Danny. There's this warm and personal, winsome line as we keep absolutely the commands our Lord left with us. The Gospel of Matthew has been described as a look-filled gospel. Just think how many times Jesus is quoted as saying, look or behold. This personal final line in Matthew 28 could also be translated, and look, I myself am right there with you all the days, or eternity, or age, as Danny just read. It's more assurance than promise, though it's also a promise. It doesn't just promise something ahead. The verb is not a future, I will be with you. The verb is present tense that assures every disciple of an already present fact. I myself am right there with you. You don't even have to think about it. I'm there with you. And the Greek is sego ami, I am, first person, meaning our major resource is Jesus, the I, not you. Don't look to your own resources in following Christ and trying to carry out the Great Commission. Jesus told us he would be with you. And he promises his own withing. I think that's a real word. Should a believer lean in on any other than God? Let me just go theological for a moment here. The church struggled in the early centuries to understand the unity of God and the nature of Christ. And theologians look at the Great Commission as it ends, and and there they see both the Trinity as well as that big word incarnation. And certainly Jesus, by saying with you, meant he was providing his protection, divine protection, divine defense. But he was also teaching us, I will enable your great commission obedience. And that gives us the courage to move out, to give us wisdom and discipling, to build up his church through baptism. And then he gives the ability to teach those who enter his kingdom and where we live, but also in places like Cuba. Danny, I'm on a roll, but I better pause here and I better let you teach. <laughs> well, I didn't want to interrupt you, Charles, but thank you so much. I, I know that a lot of believers are afraid to share their faith because it requires a bit of audacity, right? And when, when you're talking to someone about Jesus, well, you feel a little exposed and vulnerable. I mean, will they laugh at us? Will they ask us questions that we can't answer? And the comfort that we find in these words is the simple reminder that when we step out in faith to seek to make disciples, we are not alone. Jesus is right there with us. And listen, it's not something that's merely symbolic, as if Jesus were saying, I've got your back, or I'm with you in spirit, the way that we might say it to someone else. He is truly with us. As the Apostle Paul would put it, we are in Christ, and he also says Christ is in us. So when we approach someone to share the gospel with them, we can be confident that Christ is present in that very moment to speak through us. He will always be present. As a matter of fact, when we share the gospel, we can trust that it is Jesus that they will hear and not just our words. How does that relate to our ministry to Cuba? Well, I've shared this story once before, but I think I'll share it again because it's relevant. 
We went back to Cuba two falls, two autumns ago. The first time we were allowed back in after COVID, we were holding an eyeglasses evangelism event in a dark part of Havana. The hurricane had just gone through a couple of weeks before. We were holding this event at a church that actually had no roof. We were outdoors. The word went out in this dark neighborhood with a preponderance of people engaging in Santeria. That's that dark voodoo-like religion imported from West Africa. A couple of hundred people showed up. And they came for reading glasses, which you can't get in Cuba. And we were there with cases, boxes of attractive eyeglasses. But when we do this, we conduct the eye exam with the four spiritual laws in Spanish. And there was this teenage boy who showed up, 16, maybe 17. He wanted to read. But we noticed he was frightened in even being there. And obviously, he practiced Santeria. And his eyes were literally rolling in his head reminding one of some 1950s horror movie. But this was happening in front of us in real time. And then there were those large goosebumps, largest any of us had ever seen on his arms. Satan is real. He's present. Santeria is evil. It's demonic. But this young teenage man desperately wanted to read. So there he was. He started reading the gospel tract to fit him with glasses And at the end, he was fitted with glasses, and he reached this part where he was challenged to personally confess his sins and pray to embrace Jesus as his Lord and Savior. And he did it. And then his eyes quit rolling, and the goosebumps had subsided. And we gave him the first Bible he had ever owned in his life. And like the demoniac in the gospel, he was of clear mind. And Danny, that young man went home rejoicing in his newfound faith in Christ Jesus. Yes, Charles. And that's the power of the gospel at work. And not in the sense of mere information about Jesus that we share with people, but the very presence of Jesus himself who promised to be with us. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with this religion, it operates through animal sacrifices and rituals with real demonic power. A lot of Cubans are afraid of it, And they're afraid of leaving it as well because they know that those spirits are real. Mm. But Jesus is greater. Amen. And Santeria operates with the power of created spiritual beings. But Jesus operates in us as the one through whom, by whom, and for whom everything was created. And there's no one greater. And when Jesus promises to be with us, this is what we need to remember. He backs that promise up with his presence and his power every time. That... Danny Rojas is amazing grace. Amen. This is Haven Today. I'm David Wolin and a program called A Haven of Hope for Cuba. And you've been hearing about what the Lord Jesus is doing in the land of one of our closest neighbors here in North America. And there's a deep spiritual need in Cuba. There are those who have never heard the gospel, who are trapped in a religion like Santeria, And there are also believers in Jesus, but who desperately need sound Bible teaching so they can grow in Christ. And there are not very many resources available to Cuban Christians like El Faro. And so this is a significant ministry, and it's a ministry of haven. I mean, this is under our roof, Charles, so to speak. 
And the need for this ministry is significant right now. We have a $150,000 shortfall gap that we need to cover. That's what it's going to take to keep this Christ-centered, Bible-teaching ministry on the air. David, I think we need to just ask people to pray right now. Yes, we want to ask you to respond, but we want to ask you to pray Mm. first. Let the Lord lead you. Give Mm. as he has enabled and calls you to give. We've had one couple send $15,000. Somebody else sent $10,000. We're thankful for the large gifts. Of course, we need more. But we also want to thank the Lord for everyone who's sent $500 or $1,000 or $50 or whatever they were able to give out of what he has provided to them. So if you haven't responded, what about you? Mm. Would you get on your knees for a moment before Mm. you get in touch with us? But then after you pray, go to haventoday.org, haventoday.org. There you'll see on our homepage, Cuba Broadcast, you can click the button that says Give Now. Or you can call us at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. It's been a great program, guys. I'm Charles Morris. I'm David Wolin. And I'm Danny Rojas. Thank you so much for joining us. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story that's all about Jesus here on HAVEN Today. For your walk with Jesus, I'm David Wolin with Haven Today, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Polarization. It's a disturbing trend over the last decade or so. Gone are the days, it seems, when people were civil about their disagreements. It was possible once to have a cordial, if not meaningful, relationship despite differing convictions. But as the body of Christ, we can show the world something better. In Jude 21, we're charged with this. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. God's love should characterize our lives. His love makes all the difference because it changes hearts. So remain in God's love and keep your eyes on the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Get daily encouragement from God's Word with Anchor Devotional. Visit GetAnchor.com.